Hi, welcome to All Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the podcast where we talk all about the Owl House. Uh, I'm Patch, also known as Nobody, and with me, joining me, is Quill. How are you today? Good, how are you? Fine, that was a super stilted intro, but I'm gonna run with it. Hey, you did better than I was, because I was even about to be like, wow, at least you took care of it, because I was, did not want to fuck it up. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So this is our first episode of the show. Um, I don't. We're not talking about an episode today. We're just sort of uh, getting the lay of the land, right? Yep. Basically, just getting a feel for it. More or less, like treating this as like a bit of a teaser, like a test for. I guess not really so much the format, just more like as a hey, this is something that's gonna happen, but probably not till the beginning of the year because holiday shit. Too true. And also, and also in your case, school shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah school's always fun but hey that's why we're making a podcast about it right yeah being honest i kind of miss not being in school it's been 11 years since i graduated college it's been a long fucking time i'm old well it's i mean it's certainly not fun being in school so <laughs> yeah no like i mean here's the th- like that's the thing but like at the same time i kind of had an easy college experience i majored in english and so like the most thing is that I never had to do, like, the giant papers, like a thesis or anything. The right. most thing I was ever really doing was, like, maybe, like, five or seven pages. The more pressure was that, like, two of them I had to get at least a B-plus on because my major required two B-pluses or better on a paper that was at least five pages, I want to say, in a English 300 or above class. And I got the last one done, I think, in the last semester. Wild. <laughs> and it was, it was on a book. Basically tearing <laughs> apart the entirety of the class, like the entire teacher's uh, arguments. This one book that she had in like the pile of pick one and write a paper on it, or do a group project. I was like, I'm gonna do the paper because screw group projects. I re- reading it, I'm like, this book is just the antithesis of everything she's saying. I don't know why she recommended this, so I'm gonna use this and basically <laughs> throw it all back in her face. Nice. She initially gave me a B and said, I think you can work a little harder to make the point I'm making. And it's like, fuck off, lady, fine. And then I did like a little extra paragraph, like, I guess you could interpret it this way. And she's like, well, you tried. Here's a B plus. It's like, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a little bit bad because, again, I I don't mean to have a tangent here, but whatever. It's just a teaser episode anyway. It was a class that was originally titled Women in Literature when I selected Mm -hmm. it. So I'm just like, oh, it's just going to be female authors. Turns out, I guess that was a tentative title, because the real title ended up being Ecofeminism. So when I went into class the first day, and the teacher said that, everybody was looking around and being like, are we in the same, are we in the right class? Sorry? <laughs> Is that the right building? And she's like, yeah, it was a tentative one. So like, I definitely saw some guys looking around like, I definitely didn't think it was going to be this. But like, at the same time, it's like, I'm not saying Ecofeminism is a dumb subject. This lady just had no time for the possibility that anyone other than a woman might actually care about nature and so it's like hmm not a great look there lady yeah Yeah, that's a little much doesn't also help that one of the movies she had us watch uh basically had a bit of like implied incestuous relationship between the daughter and her dad not cool cool (laughs) materials i dig it (laughs) yeah fuck up no i'm 100 percent with you there on the, the the simple degree my undergrad was Okay, you gotta get ready for this. It was creative writing with emphasis in poetry. That was the name of it? That was my degree, yeah. That was a bit of a mouthful, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, what's more useful than an English degree? A niche English degree. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, for all I can say, of the 11 years, I've only ever used that major for one thing, which was to qualify to teach in Japan, and that only required any bachelor's degree from a school in America, and also you had to be able to speak English natively, which probably should have keyed me into it really not being an English teaching job. It was basically more an after-school daycare kind of thing for kids to be kept at and maybe learn some English along this way while their parents were still at work. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was still a fun experience. It didn't work out in the long term, but hey, I got to say I lived on the other half of the planet and stayed there for half a year and got to buy a bunch of nerdy shit. Listen, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, literally in the... I got there on a Monday, literally the Friday when I had to go sign all the paperwork at the company in the full suit, which I had to ride the train in the full suit, that sucked. Uh, I had like an hour to kill because I had to go do a doctor's appointment just to make sure my health was all good before mm -hmm. I went there. And they're like, yeah, you got like an hour to kill. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? And then he was like, eventually at some point I had to find a bathroom. I'm like, where the hell is the bathroom? Oh, it'd be at in Tokyo Station, obviously, because it's a train station. They had them situated in the bottom floor near all the stores intentionally designed for kids because of course <laughs> so it's like your kids are gonna need to go to the bathroom because they're kids and of course they're gonna see all the stores and be like let's go there after and of course me being a at the time 26 year old adult in a suit oh, no. i'll still say in a suit walked <laughs> over there and the first store right right next to the bathrooms right there in plain sight so you can't miss it was the pokemon center in the <laughs> tokyo train station and i was like well, shit, I gotta check this out. And then I ended up walking into that meeting with the guy who did the interview with me, both on the phone and over, uh, I think it was Skype that we used. So, like, it was, like, the evening for me and, like, early morning and, like, a Saturday for him, because time zones, where he seemed right. to be holding a, a, a bag from the Pokemon Center, which had a plucky Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle that were, like, $8 each, like, conversion rate. <laughs> he looked at it and he's like, you've been busy, huh? And it's like, Yep, <laughs> I had time to kill. <laughs> nice. Yep. I can't say I've ever been there, but I did do um, Nintendo World in New York, and that was just a trip, Oh Yeah, huh? yeah I, I never got to go to Nintendo World. I've been in the city a few times because I grew up on Long Island, but usually really? we would only go, we would usually go into the city around, like, like, during the week between Christmas and New Year's or on New Year's itself, which is the fucking worst time that you should ever go into New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking nightmare taking the train to get there and then it's just oh yeah great we're gonna go to Times Square and see the tree it's gonna be fucking massive and crowded and it sucks <laughs> although one, one there was one time when I went into the city otherwise which was like my I guess you would call it senior year it's really sixth grade in elementary school they did like a <laughs> class trip kind of deal where when the hell was this vaccine oh yeah that's what have been 2000 yeah because that was class of 2000 where we went to go see Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, because that was fucking great. And then we also went for, like, I think it was, I forget if it was lunch or dinner, it was one of the two. We went to this old-ass restaurant called Mars 2112. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. down by now. Yeah, Mars 2112, where it's a cool thematic <laughs> restaurant that makes it look like you're in, like, the craters of underground Mars or whatever. Did you get to you go through the simulator, or was it broken? Oh, I think I did, yeah. I don't remember. Nice. This, is, this is also, again... 21 years ago, so I'm, like, pulling from my memory of, like, 12-year-old Quill, and it's, like, I don't remember fully about it. I think I did, because I don't remember it being busted, but also, like, the deal with Mars 2112 is you can't see shit, so, like, you can't see the food you're eating. <laughs> so it's, like, I'm gonna hope that this is fully cooked and the way I like it. Okay. 
it was fine. I, I don't remember it being bad, but I also don't remember it being good because it was more like the experience. It's kind of a tacky restaurant, but still cool. Yeah, theme restaurants do be like that. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, we've told a couple stories now. What do you say we go ahead and introduce ourselves since it's the first episode? Yeah, we probably should, considering that we've only really said our names. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a start. We've only gotten eight minutes in. No worries. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll start. Like I said at the top, I'm Patch or Nobody. I have two names. I know it's weird. Some people just gotta deal with it. But it's perfectly valid. <laughs> and Na- names I... can be whatever you want. Names yeah. can be whatever you want. Exactly. You know, whatever makes for the best pun in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to patch a video game, that's fine. If nobody's braver than me, that's also fine. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I use uh, they, them, or Thon Thon's pronouns, whichever works better. Uh, usually that means they, them, because nobody else knows what Thon Thon is. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I was also not sure about it. <laughs> okay, see, Sorry. this is where the poetry degree comes in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, is it, a, is it a poetry term? Uh, kind of. Huh. It's what I would call a retro pronoun. It was introduced in 1830. Or, sorry, oh, 1838, okay. to try and compensate for the no-singular, non-gender-neutral uh, pronoun thing. and I just kind of fell in love with it, even though nobody else has liked it ever. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I, I honestly can say I'm, you're the first person I've ever heard use it, so, yeah. I just kind of thought it was like maybe like a neo-pronoun. I didn't realize it actually had a historical context. It was actually in the dictionary once, for one oh. year, and then they took it out in the next edition. <laughs> weird yeah like i say nobody liked it huh Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah so i mean the the use i live in texas i'm studying to be a librarian i live in what is effectively a library it is hard for me to find the floor because i have too many books And That's really neat, though. Like, uh, my friend JP actually just got a job in the library. He he lives in New York as well. I don't know what part of New York. I just know New York. But yeah, he uh, he used to work for Kohl's, and then unfortunately got let off during the pandemic last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's been on like uh, unemployment for a while. But yeah, he just got a job at the library, and he seems like he likes it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be better than a Kohl's. <laughs> yeah, it's within walking distance of where he lives because it's like basically right near the train station he used to take to get to Kohl's. It's like. Can't beat that. You don't take a train anymore. Yeah, very true. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's... I've always been a reader. Like, from the time I was four, I was reading. And so I just think I would like to work in a place where books are. And since it's also a place where people can exist without being expected to spend money, you know, maybe I can make that a little bit better for people. Yeah, libraries are good, solid... uh, I guess I can't say investment. It's like, yeah, like support your local library, people. They're a good source of free books and even, like, audiobooks at times. And that still is, like, that blows my mind that they will just, like, let people borrow audiobooks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, libraries all over are doing all sorts of stuff. There's one near me that's offering um, cooking supply kits. And there will just be, like, various huh. pans and equipment that you can check out and use. That's both wild and also very cool. I would not ever think of the library as a place to be able to get cooking stuff from. 
Huh. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a shock to me too, but that's yeah. that's what it's all about—just holding up a community. Yeah, solid. So that's uh, me. Else? No, I yeah. think that's okay. me and you. As I said at the top, I'm Quill. I also primarily use they/them pronouns, but recently I've started accepting she/her. It's still like, I mean, it's a case of like, yeah, it's fine if it's said, but it's something that I don't prefer people to just default to because it's more air quotes familiar because it's you know, one of the normal ones i guess i can't oh. say normal but the ones that have precedence i guess uh yeah, yep uh no, yeah make, I, makes sense i'm sorry that it has to be that way but yeah i mean yeah you would know better than a lot of people considering <laughs> you lived it too <laughs> <laughs> yep but yeah i am currently in north carolina looking to move to boston in literally two weeks two months <laughs> Nice. And, yeah, that's uh, it's a fucking trip because I basically spoke to a group of five queer people yesterday and really hit it off, and we were like, yeah, let's uh, let's fucking move with this because there's another group that's trying to race for the same place, and we need to get this <laughs> shit ASAP to beat them to it. They're pretty sure that it's secured for them. It was really just a matter of getting it in before the other group did. <laughs> and ideally, that works out. And they have a cat that's named Xena, which they call Bina. And Ooh. like thousands of permutations of beans, apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, that's what cats are all about. Yeah, never lived with a cat before, but interesting to test it out because I kind of want cats going forward at some point. So, it's a good test run, I guess. Well, here's just a little bitty cat tip. Uh, you don't name your cat so you can call your cat that. You name your cat as a jumping-off point for the thousands of nicknames it's gonna have. Yep, fair. Uh, yeah, like, kind of similar to Patch slash Nobody. I, I, yeah. I, I'm just going to say, is, do you prefer one or the other? No, not at all. Feel free to interchange okay. or even just okay. pick one I and just, use it all the time. It's, yeah, it's more just because I know you more as Patch, because I also yeah. know Nobody was kind of a recent thing for you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's new, but like I say, whatever you feel better with. Fair. Okay, but yeah, as Patch said uh, during their intro... I've also been pretty avid reader since I was a kid. I don't think I started nearly as young as you, but definitely remember being way more into books than sports as a kid. <laughs> Rem distinctly remember one of the first books I read by myself was Mr. Popper's Penguins. Hey, a classic. Yeah. Doesn't actually make any sense when you think about it, because how can a person keep penguins in their... I don't even remember if it was like a separate room or in their basement or something. At first, I remember they have the ice box open and it's like, your food is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, yeah, I, I never saw the movie adaptation of that. It didn't look good from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, that does get difficult when you're adapting a 20-page book to an hour and a half movie. Yeah, that's also the thing, like, Mr. Popper's Penguins is not very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very short book. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that might just be it. I mean, I feel like we're going to talk more about ourselves just over the course of this, especially with where we're leading off with at the start, which if people have watched it, they probably could have gleaned based on the title. <laughs> yeah, very fair. Okay, well, let's move into our topic of discussion, shall we? The Owl House. Sure. Yep. <laughs> I really don't even know where to begin with this because it is, well, huge. But let's let's start with how did you find it? Uh, so I actually came to Owl House relatively late. 
because I know the show started in January of last year. I mm -hmm. first heard of it in August when, of course, Enchanting Grompright aired because it was all <laughs> over my Twitter feed of people being like, yo, look at this, it's queer. It's explicitly queer. This girl is a lesbian. This is rad. And so I was like, huh, I wonder what this is all about. And I just kind of, I don't know if, I wouldn't say I forgot about it, but I just think it was because, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think it was actually put on Disney Plus until the entire season there. Then I think they added it all at like the end of October. Yeah, that's then, exactly how that went. Yeah, and like I had Disney Plus at the time because that was when Mandalorian Season 2 was airing, but I didn't ever notice Owl House on there for some reason. But it was only like in the last week or so that I had it after Mando Season 2 ended. Like literally, I think I had like <laughs> five days left that I saw it pop up in the feed. And I was like, oh shit, the Owl House. Okay, I recognize this. It's the, it's the well, I can't say the gay show. It's the queer show with the witches and stuff. I will try it out. And then I just basically binge-watched it over the course of maybe, like, two or three days in, like, early December. So, like, basically, like, exactly a year ago, I think. And this would also time it where it was, like, a week or two after I came out and started HRT myself. <laughs> that well, that, that one-year anniversary happened uh, literally last Tuesday. So, oh, it was well, kind of a... anniversary. Thank you. It was kind of a weird confluence of, like queer shit in my life and also hey look the queer show that everybody loves is here <laughs> yeah that's a big week. week yeah that was uh that was a fucking trip <laughs> so it was also very affirming because it's like yes queer show by queer creators yes love it. <laughs> how'd you find it you're not gonna believe this but um i knew about it before it started airing because i read about it in a print magazine at a doctor's office <laughs> What magazine? <laughs> I wish I remembered. I truly do. But it wasn't even... It was just like a pre... Pre, pre, pre... This is something that will be upcoming in several seasons from now. And it mentions yeah. the, the name of it. And that it was about witches. And I went, okay, sure. A magic show, Disney+, Plus, whatever. I mean, Disney's yeah, it... usually pretty okay with their cartoons. And witches are cool. Maybe I'll look at that eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking I, uh, at... I just looked it up. Apparently it was on March 22nd, 2018 when they announced that they were making the show. That sounds about it, right, yeah. Yeah, so it was like basically almost two years out from when it released to when they first had announced it. Yeah, that, that tracks exactly, because then I forgot about it for ages, and then all of a sudden it just sort of exploded back into popularity when the uh, the Grom thing happened, and uh, yep. oh yeah, that show I was reading about that one time. <laughs> so did you watch it did you start watching it at the time so you were current by the time that like the finale happened uh not really if i'm honest i don't have access to live tv so i pretty much had to uh, wait. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in that same boat I, i've not had a tv since i think when i was in illinois yeah i actually not think about it and that was i haven't been there since that was actually before japan so like i moved from illinois to japan oh in, yeah like, uh, august 2014 and i moved back in february 2015 so like yeah I've had some access to TVs just through, like, parents or my sister at the time, but it's like, I've never actually owned one myself since I left Japan, uh, left Illinois because I just sold it to a coworker for, like, 50 bucks because I was like, I can't take this with me. Who wants it? <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. Good fucking show. No, it, it really, really is. I did manage to catch the first few episodes on YouTube before they went to Disney+, Plus, and that was absolutely enough to make me know that I was going to finish this show, but... Outside oh, of that, I was pretty much just waiting. 
I didn't even know that they had put the episodes, uh, like some of the episodes on YouTube at first. Uh, let me say, officially, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if we're also being honest here, I've been watching all of season two. Not officially. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the internet is fun sometimes. Yeah, but also... I don't want to say it in my defense, but, like, they were only uploading Season 2 in the five-episode chunks. So I was like, do I really want to wait, all, like, a month between when they started airing to know anything, considering that the internet exists and I'm perpetually online, so I'm going to get spoiled? And then after those five, especially with where that fifth one ends off in Season 2, it's like, do I really want to also wait five more to see more? No. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I mean, extremely if, fair. Yeah. Hey, Disney, hey, turns out maybe the way that you would actually get better numbers for the Owl House is if you aired it on Disney Plus at the same time as your television, because you've actually admitted that it doesn't do good numbers on live TV, because it's not a sit-down-and-watch-any-episode-that-might-be-airing kind of show. You need to I mean, follow it in sequential order, mostly. Advertising might also help. Yeah, also that, because like, there's no official Owl House merch. What the fuck? Yeah, for real. Like, even Gravity uh, Falls had those stupid, what are they, summary of the episode picture books. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, I think there is something like that for Arrow House. I think there's, like, I think it's, like, called, like, Adventures on the Boiling House or something like that. Oh, it's okay. Some, like, it's, some, it's some, like, goofy book, yeah, kind of deal. But, uh, well, that's since, something, since, at least. Yeah. Since we're on the topic, do we want to just drag me right here about how much money I spent on fan merch of Owl House? <laughs> hey, however much you're willing to divulge. Uh, uh, all of it, because I will show my entire ass, I guess. Uh, let's do a fun thing here. Can you open up a calculator to add up? Because I know the price is, but I'm not going to do the math here okay, myself yeah, while I count absolutely. off everything. Alright. Oh. Let me know when you're ready. Whenever you are. Okay. So, uh, first things first, $25, because I'm wearing loose hoodie at the moment from the Mystery Shack. Nice. So it's unfortunately not available at the moment, because the Mystery Shack is actually on hiatus for the holidays. So, I, I think mean... it, I think the I think the hoodie was, like, the second to last thing they had on there. Like, I had, a, like, a sudden restock of the King plushie, which was only available for, like, I think, like, 12 hours before the site went down for a bit. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's that. Uh, you can add another 80 onto there because of the light glyph tattoo that's on my shoulder. <laughs> okay, but that's thinking rad, of, like, though. Yeah, I think... Have you not seen the picture of it that I've sent? I posted yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. So... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that been... I got that almost three whole months now ago. and It was pretty quick. It was only 20 minutes and didn't really hurt much. Oh, wow, yeah. That's, yeah. that's very fast. Yep. When I got my Blue Lantern done, it was... I think I was in the chair for three, four hours on that. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, in in defense with mine, like, it's small, and it's just one color, and it's, you know, it's the likeless design, so it's pretty simplistic shapes and everything. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. Def definitely had a co-worker think it was the symbol from Deathly Hallows, and it's like, nope, oh, I will no. correct you immediately, because oh. it's a circle with a bit of a triangle and a bit of a line, and it's like, but it's, it's more, uh, I had to explain it. <laughs> Of course, so... nobody at my nobody at my mailroom job knows the Owl House. <laughs> so <whatever. laughs> let's continue on. Uh, forty for the Lumity poster by Isa Balakal, I think it's how you pronounce their handle. They're a fan artist that sells some of their stuff. I also have one of Amphibia, but we're not going to count that because that's different. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, a hundred for the Lumity plushies by Kaiwatsons. 
Okay, I've seen I, those plushies. I, they're adorable. I didn't realize they cost that much. Uh, yeah, I think they're like 50 each. Maybe they were like 90, but I think it was 100 after tax. It's because they're, you know, handmade and everything. So gotcha. A lot. Yeah. I know that uh, they also have their casual outfit variants, so it's like Luce in her hoodie and Amity in the season, her like casual clothes with the season two hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, th- those I know are sold the fuck out and will be for a long time, <laughs> but they also aren't shipping till like almost February. So, and I was like, I just got these when they went live because the, uh, the order it was supposed to ship out in like October, but it got pushed back due to COVID delays, so it didn't actually ship till like early November. And by the time that they arrived at my place, that was when Kyoten's put the other ones live. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I just can't. They just got here. I can't afford another set of them. And then uh, we can add a 25 for the portal key replica, also from uh, the Mystery Shack, which weighs like four pounds because it's real metal and it's massive. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a big key. <laughs> I mean, and, they do uh, good work. I'm glad. They they do, yeah. Like I'm impressed with that and the hoodie. Uh, we can also add 40 from them as well for the two Bad Girls Coven shirts I had to buy. Because the first one I fucked up in the dryer. Because, <laughs> yeah, it turns out the design is like... You know that like material they use on decals where it's, like, it's not sticky, but it has like that texture to it? Oh, yeah, the vellum yeah, tur- or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever that stuff is. Turns out I didn't read the uh, the laundry instructions well enough. Fortunately, I had the shirt inside out, so mm-hmm. it only fucked up the inside of it, but it's like, the shirt is still fucked. I can't, I can't wear it. I got to wear it once before I put it in the wash and fucked it up. So I was like, all right, guess I'll order another one. And that one I just let air dry all the time because I'm not even going to bother messing around with laundry stuff with that. Yeah, I don't blame and, you after that. Yeah. And then, uh, also to my shame, another hundred from the, I don't remember the site's name, or because I think it's like a Korean site, but it's a crossover with a fan artist named Jigushi, I think is how you would say their handle. It's like mm-hmm. G-G-U-S-H-I. I think they're also a Korean artist, where it's like a bunch of like, you know, pins and charms and like a like, I don't know how to describe it, it's like a like knock 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 on hoodie's door, like set it's got like stickers a hoodie paper clip thing <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot so i think that's everything what are we at uh 410 dollars so far can you fuck. add another 10 to that fuck no i don't think i can i can't remember oh wait no no i can because i fucked up and I, I ordered i also had ordered a light glyph uh card decal from etsy which was ten dollars hey and I fucked up putting out my card so yes we hit 420 Nice. To my shame, and also kind of like uh, pride because we hit 420. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's any doubt that I'm one of probably the people that knows a lot about the Arrow House that you should probably talk to if you want to talk Arrow House stuff, you might be in the right place. Oh, believe me, no doubt whatsoever. <laughs> I, I have any... to be honest, I don't have anything at all. It's... <laughs> <laughs> So, so in the in my defense, I'm like I'm uh, buying fan merch for two then, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes we'll, sense. We'll, we'll phrase it like that. Yeah, most of my budget goes into my book collection, so uh, I don't have yeah. a whole lot on the on the table for fan merch. <laughs> yeah, fair. But hey, now that you right. told me there's all house books, who knows? Uh, I, I don't think like books. I think it's just one. I do also know that there's supposed to be like a original story light novel that releases next year. I Ooh. don't know who it centers on, but I 
Also, I don't still think it got like pushed back a bit. Also, probably due to COVID stuff. But I think it's still set for like sometime in spring. Okay. Check well, that. Keep an eye out for that. Mm, trying to search and see if there's any update with that. Uh. Yeah, apparently, it just still has a temp title for 2022. Yeah, it doesn't really say much else. Hmm. Well, that's not super helpful, but I'll find it. That's that's yeah. what I'm in I, school I think, to do. I think, yeah, I think it's like uh, I think it's like uh, the way I saw it is that it has like a one line, like list about it on the uh, like Arlo House Wikipedia article or something, where it just says there'll be some like novel about Arlo House at some point next year. I think it's basically all it says. Okay. Well, now I know what to hunt down. Whenever it releases. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. The Owl House, Hexcellent Tales from the Boiling Isles. Oh yeah, that that's the uh, the other one that I mentioned, like, like the like goofy book or whatever. It's not actually like a story. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the light novel is supposed to be. It, it doesn't have yeah. a novel yet, and it's next. Chapter book features point. a hilarious retelling based on two favorite episodes. Hmm. I wonder which ones those would be, and if one isn't Grom, what are they doing? Okay, do you want to take a guess? Uh, I'll give you this much. Um, there's two of them, and they're both in the first season. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing it last year, so yeah, it would have made sense. Uh, you said it's funny retellings of two of the most hilarious episodes, right? Uh, this chapter book features a hilarious retelling based on two favorite episodes of the hit Disney Channel animated series The Elf House. Okay, the fact that it still says hilarious just makes me think it's going to be one of the more goofy episodes. I'm going to say Once Upon a Swap is one of them. Okay. And, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think here based on which one has the most goofs. Uh, really small problems? I'm afraid neither of those are on the list. The huh. ones they picked okay. were I Was a Teenage Abomination and Adventures in the Elements. Okay, the the first makes sense because that is kind of goofy at times, considering all the, the nonsense Luce gets up at school when she's sneaking around there mm -hmm. to get in. Adventures in the Elements isn't really necessarily funny. It's kind of more of like a not so much serious episode, but definitely like character growth episodes for Luce and Amity. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, hey, for what it's worth, it was actually accurate when they said two of the like uh, fan favorite episodes because those are two big episodes. Very true. I mean, I mean, one of them, it, like that little first one, introduced uh, Best Girl Amity Blight. Who <laughs> also, I mean, we'll get to it more in detail at the time, but God, she is such an asshole when she's introduced. She is Isn't so she, mean. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> she is delightful in that episode, too, especially when she, like, I've seen people try to figure out, like, the math of how she could jump onto the table the way she did. I'll have to try to find that before we get to that episode, because it was very <laughs> funny. It was like, it was like I think it was like she had to have jumped at, like, 60 miles an hour or something somehow to get, like, that way when she landed. And it was like, I don't know how people figured out that math, but I need to find that before we get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else here, or would you like to move on to the next thing to talk about? Um, uh, just trying to think here. Uh, no, I think like everything I can really think about is stuff we'll get to later on. Like, I kind of figure like you know, obviously we'll probably save like theories for whenever the season two B trailer lands to be like, okay, what the fuck do you think is going on here, kind of deal. <laughs> 
And like I think it's more also like once we're either current or once we hit the end of season two A, depending on which one happens first, whenever season two B starts airing. I think that mm-hmm. that point we might go like over like a what was your favorite scene and maybe have to put a caveat of what was your favorite scene that wasn't queer as hell. <laughs> because, oh, okay. I mean, that was the yeah, next you... thing I was going to ask, but if you'd rather yeah. save that, we can do that. I mean, I mean, if you want to go over to now and then we can revisit it later on and see if it changed based on rewatching. That okay. might be fun. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See if anything different sticks out on the next time through. Yeah. Do you want to head off with that? Like, you start? Uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, okay. So this is going to be completely in character based on what I've already said today. But uh, in seventh episode, Lost in Language, the entire episode happens in a library for the most part. And... You can't see me, obviously, but I'm just nodding with your choice of episode. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> there's just some really sweet moments in there of Amity and Luz realizing that oh no, we both read the same book. We have to talk to each other about this now. <laughs> and like, that's very much an emotion I've had in my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> Literally the only two people that read, that read Good Witch Zura. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that, that really stuck to me on an emotional level. Yeah, especially with uh, the way that like when it ends, when Luz hands her the book to let her borrow it, and Abby mm-hmm. admits that she hasn't been the friendliest witch, and she'll work on that. And like, we don't see her until episode 12, so, like, he's not in the show for, like, a stretch of, like, those next four episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's more implied in the background, I guess, that maybe they've been chatting a bit, which is why they seem like they're on way better terms when they do return to get the book back. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, because, uh, yeah, because the next episode is Once Upon a Swap, a.k.a. the worst episode. It's no contest, so yeah, <laughs> nothing there. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to say. Yeah, nine is something ventured, someone framed, but like surprisingly, even though it takes takes a hexite, she's not in it at all. But then again, even like (laughs) Willow doesn't show up a whole lot. It's really just a Gus and like more of a Gus and Bartholomew episode than anything. And yeah, Escape of the Palisman, they're in the woods the entire time, so she's not there. And then, uh, yeah, Sense and Insensitivity. So yeah, that's like, you know, the losing king. But also, like, the B-plot of Lilith and Nita and that, from what I remember, is way better. So, like, yeah, she's not at all in any episode until when she shows up in Adventures in the Elements until then. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about, considering currently it's like, yeah, we can't really go, like, a couple episodes without Amity coming back. Which, well, I mean, yes, good. Yeah, good because she is the best character, I will say so right here. It's a hard contest, but yes, I like her better than Amity and then lose just barely. <laughs> Shocking that two people with purple hair would both like Amity best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, in my case, I kind of always, like, I thought of this, like, uh, maybe, like, a couple months ago, but I just really liked the scene in Season 2, Episode 3, Echoes of the Past, when Luce is talking to King while they're sitting on the log, when, like, King is just talking about how he doesn't know what, what's real anymore. Mm-hmm. And we probably should also have said this up front. Spoilers for all of Owl House throughout this, y'all. If you haven't watched it, maybe watch it before we actually get here. But <laughs> Whoops. especially, especially I'll put in this it case, in the show notes. yeah. Especially in the, for this case, if you haven't seen any Owl House, maybe skip over like the next twenty seconds. What I'm gonna say, but it's just like you know him talking and like pouring out his heart about that. Like, he kind of feels like Ida has lied to him in a sense for his whole life, 
Which you also think he's only eight. It's like, yeah, it's not been very long, and he hasn't really had a lot of time since actually like starting to get older to realize stuff like that. And <laughs> it's really part of it is just Alex's voice acting, where it's like, yeah, he really does convey how hurt King is here to her. And like he's also hurt a little bit towards Luz because he's realized at this point that Luz has kind of just been going along with his delusions of being this big king of demons. It's just like it's just a scene that really sticked out to me just at the drop of a hat where it's like, yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, that's real heartbreaking there. Yeah. But also, if we include the, <laughs> the queer shit, it's like, okay, well, it's the contest of the dance, the kiss, or them actually asking each other out, right? <laughs> or I guess the hug, the next episode, too, where they, where Lusaki finally calls her an awesome girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. There's too many to contest, where it's like, oh, do you go with the first one, where they actually got the dance, or do you go with, the, like, the kiss? When it's like, yes, finally, or, yeah, it's, it's just, there's too many. <laughs> Maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll have to rank like best Illumini scene as well once we're count once we're current. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll take some doing, but I think we can. I think for the people to do it. Yep. That's uh okay. So I'd say that covers that pretty well. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we come to a close of our pilot episode? Uh, hmm. Not that I can really think of. I mean, I guess it's like probably worth mentioning that this isn't just going to be Owl House. Like, we're going to focus on it, and depending again if we finish Owl House season two A before two B starts airing, we would be moving on to something else, then come back once it does. <laughs> at the rate at the rate it is, who knows? It could come back in January. It could come back February. It could be a long time because I know that there was like I think if I remember correctly I think the hiatus between season 1A and 1B was four months so I think it might be kind of similar to that because we've been on hiatus since August 14th which right. I looked at it earlier it's been 117 days so it's been Master Chief number of days that's a long time so but it's close to four months so it's like who knows it could drop any day for all we know but <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously, we have talked about other ideas we have going forward. Yeah, because like it's, you know, we're not just committed to just this because it's unfortunately in a year, like a less than a year from now, probably Owl House is gonna be over because that one <sighs> Disney exec is a fucker. It was like I don't yeah. like the show that you need to like target at an older audience that can't just sit. Like, it's basically just, like, yeah, it's the kind of show you can't really, like, sit your kids down in front of and let them get it. I guess you can it need be, but it's like, if it's something more like that in the similar show, that'd be Amphibia, because Amphibia has more, like, jokey one-off episodes. It's just it wild less... to me that as much of the entertainment industry as Disney owned, they still insist on this sort of hegemonic uniformity. Yeah. It's like, you, once you've bought 60% of all entertainment, you'd think you could understand that maybe some people need more mature entertainment. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, Mandalorian does so well for them, and it's only on Disney Plus. Exactly. And it's like yeah. maybe you should like more market where it's gonna succeed rather than putting like something like Owl House on like the I guess like yeah like the Saturday morning time span because it's like again it's not the kind of show that you can just turn on and understand what's going on. It's not Pokemon or something. <laughs> it's like yeah, the only thing you might be throwing off with Pokemon is like wait how'd they get this new Pokemon whatever. And it's like yeah they must have caught it at some point. I don't know. Like, I mean, know. how many years did they run Yu-Gi-Oh on Saturday mornings? 
uh, long time, I guess, yeah, <laughs> no offense. But it's like, you know, you could boot up, like, one episode of Owl House, and it's like, why does Amity have pink, uh, purple hair now? What? When did this happen? What? <laughs> when did she get a talisman? I wonder if we ever actually find out if she carved the talisman or she actually got it to soft screen. I don't know. I don't think they're actually going to address that concerning. It's just like, eh, whatever. It's talisman. Yeah, but... That makes the Blights, sense. The Blights have enough money to go ahead and buy her a talisman, but at the same time, they're probably still a bit pissed about the hair. <laughs> mm. Alrighty. Um, well, I think if that's the case, it's probably about time for us to wrap up. So, uh... Yep. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, well, I guess I can plug the, uh, fucking Twitter and email I made yesterday. <laughs> uh... I made them, yeah, I made them the same handle, yeah. They are both, well, I guess the Twitter is at usweirdoscast, and then the email is usweirdoscast at gmail.com. So, again, we're not sure how that, like, how much it's actually going to take off. It all depends. It's going to blow over overnight, or we can never get an email or tweet, but whatever. We're going to, like, post uh, when episodes go live on the Twitter. I guess when I am, because I actually registered them. And mm -hmm. I guess the format we're aiming for at the moment is if people have questions about specific episodes, we'll try and do those. I think we figured out we might be doing the first two, maybe three episodes for the first one. Yeah, I think we because, should like, shoot for two and see what we can do. Yeah, cause... I think that's. I think two is a solid number name for And then there's some cases, like, when we get to, again, not the dragon again, but once upon a swap, we can probably do three that day. Because... <laughs> Honestly, there's only one thing in Once Upon a Swap I can think of off the top of my head that actually is important. I feel like that whole episode we could probably do in like five minutes, maybe ten at most. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just, unfortunately, it's the worst episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just boring. Nothing happens. It's a swap. It's a body swap episode. It doesn't matter. There's I've only got to be one. Fun fact, I've only actually watched it once. I've rewatched oh. the series at least three or four times in its entirety. I always skip that episode because I'm like, nothing happens in it. But then oh, I remember wow. there is there is one thing, which when we get to it, I'll point out. I'm like, why why do they not realize what's going on here? But yeah, we'll get there eventually at some point, <laughs> sometime, sometime in January, and then be like, wait, okay. But yeah, otherwise, I don't want to say bad episode because it's a great show. It's just it's the weakest episode. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Always ranks as it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um well i'm on twitter at patch underscore jacket if you feel like bothering me instead of sending your concerns to the show and other than that if everything goes according to the way i think it's going to i think our next episode should drop on the 10th of january that'll be a monday uh we'll figure that out and if it doesn't we'll make sure to let you know yeah and uh since you plugged your own personal twitter i suppose <laughs> i should also mention mine it would be, I guess, the pronunciation would be Mixquill. It's just MX, you know, the non-binary designation with an underscore mm -hmm. between. So yeah, MX underscore Quill. If you want to directly complain about me and tell me why I'm wrong about Luvity being good and not rushed. It's not rushed. <laughs> people, I keep seeing on the Reddit people say it's rushed. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, it's been two seasons. We're good. Yeah, they started planting the seeds of Luvity back in episode seven. Some, actually, to a lesser extent, in episode 5. <laughs> Just because she okay. wasn't a fleshy mess yet doesn't mean it wasn't starting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes some time to get yeah. there. I have experience. Uh, 
Real quick, I do want to ask, have you seen people refer to her as Tomato Amity when she uses a blushing mask? No, that's a new one on me. Yeah, it's because, like, I remember uh, in the one little subthread we have, it's like, there was, like, the guidelines for the different levels of blush between Luce and Amity using Hootie's door as a reference point. And, like, <laughs> you can see, like, the areas that they would do for blushes. Luce is just, like, the normal one under the eyes. Amity is just her entire face. <laughs> so, yeah, just this whole business would be red, <laughs> if need be. And it's, like, yeah, people are... She, she blushes so much and all over her face that people are like, oh, yeah, she's just a tomato. <laughs> oh, there, there, there are so many good memes and fan artists that I will get have to get to you on. <laughs> I'm sure we will get to all of it, because there is a lot to talk about, but uh, yep. for the moment, I think all that's left to say is to remember, us weirdos have to stick together. Bye! That's weird. That's weirdos do indeed have to stick together, and unfortunately we did not sync that up. We probably should have like figured out how we wanted to time that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll work on it. Yep. This is a pilot. We're done. Bye.